Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. Before I say anything about this episode you're about to hear, I'm just going to say you're welcome. (laughs) Today I'm sitting down with Michelle J. Lamont, and this girl is on fire. She is a master manifester. She is a spiritual coach and speaker, and I'm honored to call her my friend. I first found Michelle by listening to her podcast, which is called Manifesting Miracles. Go check it out. Link in the show notes. Um, And I just fell in love with her style. She spoke to my soul. I reached out to her to ask if she'd come on this episode, and we've just been connected ever since. She's all of a sudden become a dear friend, important part of my life, and really, really inspiring. You're going to want to hear everything she says in this episode about manifestation. You're probably going to want to listen to it more than once. Her story is inspiring and her gift of teaching is obvious. So you are in for a treat. I will leave it at that. And without further ado, let's welcome Michelle J. Lamont onto the show. Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. How are you doing today? I am absolutely divinely blessed and energetically on fire so ready to be on this show and talk to you and your amazing listeners. Yes. Thank you. I have been for everyone listening. I've been listening to Michelle's podcast for a while now. Um, it's called the manifest, not the manifesting it's called manifesting miracles podcast. And so I'm really excited. Our guest here today is Michelle J Lamont, and you're going to want to hear everything she has to say about manifestation, enjoying the process. I'm going to be asking a bit about, you know, what blocks us and you're just going to want to hear all about it. The one thing I love about you is your, and I said this to you a few moments ago, but I love your passion and your zest because I can hear the pure channeled passion that runs through you. And you are here to really, I feel like it's like really kick us into gear for what's possible and to get over the things that are blocking us. And so there's so many things that I've been wanting to ask you and just jam out about, because I really feel like you're here to help us understand how to create this amazing life and manifest. So again, thank you so much for being here. Um, Can you share with everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do and a little bit about what's led you here? So yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. And ready to jam about anything. Absolutely. I am a first generation American. I live in the United States on my mother's side, um, Colombian American, and I grew up in uh, a wide variety of places. We started in Colombia and then came to the United States and traveled around. When I was about 10, my mom died of undifferentiated lymphomic cancer at MD Anderson Hospital in Houston, Texas. And, um, up until then my life had been unbelievably idyllic and, uh, I was my daddy's daddy's girl. There's 
four boys and a younger sister. And about three months after my mom died, my dad just picked me up from school and drove me three hours away and gave me away. And he kept my, the rest of my brothers and sisters. So I had no idea, like on my 11th birthday, it would be the last birthday I would ever have the last Christmas, the last Easter, the last anything. And, um, at that time it was something that I thought I could never forgive or get over. And so I built a life as a very successful entrepreneur because I wanted to prove to him that he gave away the wrong kid and um, that I would be so successful, he would be embarrassed by what he did because um, he could never apologize or talk to me about it. And it always made me so insecure about like, was I not, what was wrong with me? Um, and, um, and so it, it became a situation where as I got older, I became very angry and very bitter. I married the first guy that was nice to me. And, um, he ended up being a very mentally, verbally abusive person, because when you hate yourself, you're going to attract that too. And so, although I was very successful building businesses after businesses and, you know, they would kind of joke around, call me a money magnet. I wasn't in it for that reason. It was more to prove to him that he threw away the wrong kid and being homeless after being, having maids and nannies. And I mean, we were very financially successful. It was such a juxtaposition that I didn't understand what I understand now. So at the orphanage, uh, the children's Methodist home in Waco, Texas, I ended up tutoring and helping several young ladies get into college. Um, I myself got into college, you know, um, because of my academic and thankfully I chose a cute body to move into when I came here to earth, the teaching planet. Um, so people found me attractive, which was always beneficial like you, I'm sure. And, um, I, I could be very strong in business, but weak at home because if my dad didn't love me, I was going to tolerate anything that this man gave me because I wasn't going to be rejected twice. And he worked for me our entire marriage. And it became so such a toxic situation that I, I remember about a year before I filed for divorce, I was sitting in the living room and he comes in and he just was mad about some, who knows what. And he goes, I'm running out of ways to be cruel to you without hitting you. And I ended up spending about five days begging him to never leave me after that statement. Um, I could feel it. And I was like, so scared to be alone. I filed for divorce got everything I wanted. Everything started to turn for me. And about 10 days after I filed for divorce, I attempted suicide. Um, I just truly believe that if my dad didn't love me and my husband couldn't love me, nobody would. And in that moment is when my entire life changed. I had four dogs and it's episode two on my podcast. Um, I think it's just called my suicide story. I, I don't remember. Um, but 
I had uh, stuffed Baybell cheese with Xanax that my psychologist had given me. Um, I don't believe in those types of people or medicine anymore at all. I'm a vegan and um, just believe in the earth and the plants. So um, all four of my dogs, and if you've ever had a dog and you've ever tried to get them to take a photograph, it's nearly impossible to get them to sit still at all. It was like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, and all four dogs, including my blind dog, comes out and sits in a row in front of me. And as I was about to put the duck, I'd just taken the last Baybell cheese full of the, the, I didn't eat for two days. And I had the duct tape in the plastic bag to put over my head. And as I'm putting the Baybell in and I'm about to put the duct tape over my mouth because I had studied all the ways that people fail, I realized that all four dogs were sitting there and that was an impossibility. And in that moment, I, I just said, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I got on my knees and started trying to vomit and called a friend and, and got everything taken care of. And from that moment on, I said, well, if this isn't it and this isn't what you want and you made me stop myself, I have to relearn everything. I have to unfuck myself and really go into why am I here? What is this all about? And I just started studying religion and psychology and why our brain does certain things. I went back and got a mindfulness cognitive therapy degree because I wanted to understand the brain a little bit more. Cause like, how could I be so smart and then also so sad and so desperate? The reason that all that happened was because I couldn't forgive. I couldn't forgive my father. I couldn't forgive my mother for dying. I couldn't forgive my father for abandoning me. I never loved myself. So therefore I attracted and manifested a man that didn't love himself. So no matter what I did, I couldn't make him happy. Um, and then it got to the point where that was the only outcome that I could see was like, let's just end this shit show. And when it didn't happen and I stopped and I started diving into this cosmic realm that was pulling me, I went into some sort of spiritual awakening for, I wrote down, I started learning about law of attraction and manifestation. I would, and I, and I know that this sounds way out there, but I, I remember going to half price bookstore, just trying to figure out what to read, what to do. And I walked past this section and this book falls off the shelf. And I thought somebody was behind me. Like I could have sworn somebody was behind me. And it was a book by somebody I'd never heard of called Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I look at it and it was not in the section I was looking for things in. And, um, I, it started that way really. And I ended up really growing so attached to Dr. Wayne Dyer. My dog is named Wayne after Dr. Wayne Dyer that I just adopted. And through that evolution, the spiritual awakening and the transition of ego, me, myself, and I to, um, really being in the highest vibrational state of alignment, I was able to manifest money, vacations, opportunities. Um, I haven't had a, you know, I hate to say the word because it's like a bad word to me, a job. 
um, in five years and I've made close to six figures each year. I don't know how it always works out that way, but it does. Um, the ma- I think the universe knows that I'm a little bougie. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I even manifested Oprah Winfrey. Um, and, and, and all, oh, look, it's four, 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 of course said Oprah and it's four, four, four. Um, thanks Oprah. And, and all of that being said, it ended up being almost a, um, psychic revelation for me that everything was possible and that everything I'd ever had in my life, I had forced And this other way of doing it was just an allowance and being in a vibrational match to it. And I, you know, I studied Einstein and some of the great thinkers of our time and they were all manifestors. So I don't know if I've spoken too long, but, um, and I, I, was that just the intro? (laughs) No, that was, that's so incredible. Um, first of all, your story, there's a part of me that I want to say all the, like, I'm so sorry you went through that. It's making me incredibly emotional because I can't imagine, first of all, what that could have even been like and what it's taken to heal that and to move through that and to not be so angry and to forgive and whatever else you've had to do. I can't even fathom it. So I just, it's like making me incredibly emotional and I'm glad that you are the person that you are and that you have the fire in you and that you're here to serve the world. But I'm also so sorry that a child had to go through that and that you had to go through that. The other part is Wayne Dyer. We're just uncovering more and more of how similar we are. He is my angel and my savior. He came to me when I was about 13 and he was there through the drugs, the alcohol, the eating disorder. I was always still reading his books. He's my angel. I communicate with him daily. He's, he is the one that has influenced me the most. And because of that, the Tao and other things like he's my, he's my guy. And so I, I feel you deeply on that. And I, I'm so, it just made me so have this moment of like, thank you so much, Wayne, for how uh, just so incredible. Um, So thank you. I'm sure he probably brought us together. Obviously, obviously. I should should look at the times that we've communicated because he shows himself to me in 808 um, because Maui always reminds me of him. And so every time I see 808, which is almost daily, especially when I'm writing and I need him, he's there all the time. And so it'd be interesting (laughs) just to see. Anyway, um, thank you for sharing that. And what a powerful story. So did you find that when you discovered law of attraction, it feels like you know, before that you didn't have a lot of hope. I mean, being in a position where you're contemplating and trying to leave this earth that shows that we don't have a lot of hope of what's going on and that things could change. So when you found law of attraction, did it have this spark of almost like, oh my goodness, there could be a different possibility or what was it that drew you in beyond just the the, the book? What kept you on the path? Do you think when you discovered law of attraction? Um, you know, I, I think the first book of Dr. Wayne Dyer's that I read, I read like in one day. 
Um, I think he's written 39 books. I've probably read 32 of them. I think four of them were children's books, so I didn't read those. I have them. Um, <laughs> I have two of them, but yeah. I just bought The Knowing. You know, his daughters mm-hmm. just wrote The Knowing, and mm-hmm. it's. I have my whole house packed. It's the only thing that I have out because I just bought it. Um, and um, I think, honestly, as a skeptic and as a person that I have, you have to prove things to me. I don't, um, I remember, I remember a long time ago watching Oprah's show and the secret came on and I got so angry. And I remember telling my husband at the time, can you believe this shit? Some people think that you can just whisper something and that shit will happen. Well, I've whispered a hundred times and you still have a small dick. So I don't know what's going on here. So this shit's obviously a lie. Okay. And he was like, asshole. (laughs) I was like, yeah, well, and, um, but I just thought it was so insulting because I had worked eight, I was working 80 hours a week. Um, you know, I started with nothing. I started my first business with $250 and I, I worked at Domino's. I delivered pizza. I, uh, rolled pizza dough. It was a waitress, everything. Um, I had a car that those, the, the sunroof wouldn't close. So when it rained, I had to have a trash bag. Um, and, uh, I grew to a million dollar business in about five years, but I was working like 80 hours a week. And so to me, the thought, the ridiculousness of just being able to whisper something and then it happens was so infuriating to the skeptic in me that when I first started going down this path, I almost was like, I'm going to make a mockery of this stuff. This is just so disgusting that they're telling people this. And I was like, oh yeah, manifest a parking spot. I'm going to go to the busiest target in Dallas, Texas. There's 6.7 million people. And I'm going to prove that that's fake. Okay. What do they say? Visualize the parking spot, visualize the space. What's the door? You know, how does it feel shutting the door? Blah, blah, blah. I went to that target five times every time I got the damn spot. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) What, what, what? And I would go on, I'd try to go on different doors and the spot would always come back open to a different, the same door, the same door, try all different times a day. So I was like, okay, I'm going to up your game. Let's try um, a green apple. And I was getting kind of cocky. I was like, okay. If this is true, let me just manifest a green apple. So I go, I go, I purposely went to a restaurant that had like green apple salad. They were out of the salad. Um, I go to this other place. They didn't have any green apples all day long. I was trying to force it because I was, I wanted to be proven that this was wrong. This was a lie. And so this greater part of me wanted to not see the green apple. So I had gone all day long and it was like six 30 or seven o'clock at night. And I had to get gas on the way home, of course, like somehow. And I stop off at a seven 11. It's like a convenience store. And of course the pump won't work. So now I'm even more frustrated because nobody walked by with a green apple on their t-shirt. I didn't see a green apple bumper sticker. I didn't see an, an ad for, you know, seasonal green apples, nothing, nothing, nothing. Everything I tried to force, I couldn't make happen. And, um, so then I, um, 
I go inside and I, I say, your pump isn't working. And the guy's like, oh, we haven't had any problems at all. And I was like, great. Now I can't even get a pump to work. Like, this is awesome. Back to old Michelle. And um, the, as I'm paying for the gas, the little bell on the door rings. And I remember from one of Dr. Wayne Dyer's books, he was like, if an inconsequential bell rings, stop and pay attention. So now I have like the ohm symbol in my car with bells. Um, but it, I was angry and then it stopped me. He stopped me. And I was like, and the guy that just got off the shift opens the door. He's like, go ahead, ma'am. And I was like, it's okay. I was like, I got to see where this goes. And he says, you know, Emil, Emil, put for free on the sign. And I turned to him and I go, what's for free? And he goes, oh, we got a new produce buyer and she ordered us green apples. Who eats green apples? And I'm like, where are they? And he pulls the basket out from under the counter and it's this whole big basket full of green apples. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, we're going to put them for free. You want one? I was like, I want all the apples. <laughs> and that, in that moment, I said, I'll never doubt you again. I am all in. Show me the way. Show me the way. And from that moment on, my life was never the same. Wow. I love that. I love that so much because even when you're skeptical, it's, it's a funny area. And I'd like to know your, your take on this too, is that like what we put out, we, you know, we attract. And so if we're putting out, like, there's no good men out here, we're always going to attract no good men. So even though you were skeptical, you were kind of putting out like law of attraction. I think it's a sham. I'm going to prove it wrong. But there's also this area of the magic where your guides and the universe want you to wake the fuck up. So no matter how much you're trying to discount it, there may be that time where it is squeezing through the cracks, hoping just coming to you so that maybe this is your time to go, okay, I surrender, show me the way. Right. And that's really interesting. What, what's your take on that? How it's not just always exactly what you're putting out. Cause there are times where your guides and the universe part the seas for you to like, see something that you weren't actually putting out, or maybe you were on some other level. I'm not sure. What do you think about that? So when you when you don't get what you want, is that what you mean? Or well, like you were kind of putting out like ah law of attraction, like this is crazy. I'm going to prove it wrong. Yet you kept getting what you were asking for, even when you're like, now the pump's broken and there's no green apples, but you still got the green apples, even though you were in sort of what we would say like doubt or skepticism. Right? Mm -hmm. It's just interesting. So I think that doubt and skepticism is healthy because it gives your angels and your guides and the universe and God source energy a way to validate you. So you will never walk in that darkness again. And so I think if you just, I think anybody who is easily offended is easily manipulated and anybody who is easily buys into something is also going to be a fly by night and they're going to move too. So I think that it's a way for people who are on that spiritual path, um, to connect with this version of their life that in their subconscious, but I, you know, subconscious isn't really a thing, but in their, in their slower vibrational state, 
that they can, they somehow know it's coming. They somehow know that this is going to happen. And they just, they, they want to step away from it because if it is what we say it is, and it is, then their whole life has been a joke. Mm. And that's that, that moment of fear that you either step into more doubt, more insecurity, more lack, or you just say, if it scares me, I got to do it. If it's fearful, I got to do it because you just have this un, unbeknownst to you, a, a, a reason or a way to have faith in something that is much larger than our, us ourselves. And, mm. you know, we're all just energy and we're all just um, bouncing around out here. You know, even if in this, that's why I love science so much. Um, because, you know, in the past they said that science disproves these types of theories and now science supports it in every single way. And so because science supports it in every single way, um, we can now look at it in a very different light where, and no offense to anybody who has a specific religion, I have a hard time believing that when I meet God, I like to call him God, but everybody, you know, universe, God, source, energy, whatever makes you happy, um, whatever aligns with you, that he's not going to say, wow, Michelle, you were a really great person. You did all these wonderful things for people. You helped people. You overcame so much. So many people were, got over things in their life by, by being your friend or being mentored by you or whatever it was. Why weren't you Greek Orthodox Jew? Why didn't you convert? You know, we showed you the Jewish star like 25 times. Um, why? You got to go back down and do it again. You did it all wrong. I think that's such a small-minded way of thinking that it doesn't allow for the power of the cells, the power of the science, the power of, of eternal life. We weren't dead before we came here. Like we weren't like buried somewhere and then all of a sudden we rose, you know. No, that's ridiculous. And if they, you know, Dr. Wayne Dyer said that's that's when I really felt like I really understood it was when he said, we talked about his mother dying. And I don't know if you remember um, hearing Mm -hmm. that. I can see. Yeah. And he he said that when she died, um, she weighed like 118 pounds and they had just weighed her. And then after she died, she weighed 118 pounds. So what left? Why was she not here? And in that moment, I was like, yeah, we're not this body. We're Mm -hmm. energy. We are high vibrational, energetic beings. And she didn't go anywhere. She's just not in the house that's called, uh, oh my gosh, Edith? No. What was Um, his mom's name? uh, I don't remember. I was going to name my dogs Wayne and his mom's name. And I ended up naming her Dolly Parton because I just love Dolly. And in Spanish, it's Muñeca. So she's pretty much Wayne and Muñeca. But um, so in that moment, I realized that he was absolutely right. Mm -hmm. We are not just like houses walking around on the earth. We're energy experiencing it in this house. And why would you go on in your life and not try to examine all the different opportunities that this energy can be in? And 
it was a little girl and then it was a teenager and then it was an adult. And one day it'll be hopefully um, an old lady with wrinkly hands, but not yet. Jophiel, not yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I, it opened up a door for me that I couldn't close, you know, um, and being in the media and being somebody that was always around reporters who are just, you have to prove everything to reporters. Like it's exhausting having reporters as friends because you have, like, they are the biggest doubting Thomases on the planet. And they were the eyewitnesses to everything. And my reporter friends were like, oh my God, I got to do a story on you. <laughs> do a story on you, Michelle. And, and I wouldn't allow it because I didn't want people to know the, what I was going through and what, who I really was. And then when I was, after I manifested Oprah, I changed my Instagram and I was like, all right, I'm a manifestation expert, speaker, coach, and then eventual podcaster, author. And, um, I'm just going to go all the way in and let's see what happens. And my most authentic self came through and she's fucking awesome, man. I love her. Uh, I feel really bad for all the other versions of Michelle because she suffered so much needlessly. And, you know, I had six miscarriages um, and there's, and I've had two surgeries for, for it. And there's, there's been so many, so much pain I've experienced, but at the same time, I think, thank God I had it because if I had been a mom, I would have never left that marriage. I would have raised very unhealthy children. Um, if I, if I had, I'd been stuck in that marriage and now, you know, he's happily married in another state and probably living his best life. I don't know, but I, you know, I hope the best for him and his wife, you know? Um, so in every situation, I find that as much as I want to bring practical into the situation, there's nothing practical about energy there. It's just impractical in every level. Um, and if you're getting discouraged or you feel despondent or displaced in this universe, it's really because you're out of alignment with the truth of who you are. And from somebody who's been out of alignment and yet been very successful, I can tell you that it works so much better when you just align with it and you just say, you know what? It'd be really awesome to have, be financially free and not have to do this anymore. It'd be really awesome to have a beautiful brand new BMW which I do be really awesome <laughs> to have a beautiful house. Hey, not bad. Um, it'd be really awesome to look in the mirror and age backwards, which I did. And, and so when I started just playing with the universe, it just started playing right back. It was like, finally, mm. finally, you're playing the right game, Michelle. You've been forcing things and shoving things and working so hard needlessly. And I thank God that it happened when it did. And, and, um, one of, one of my friends asked me, she's like, oh, aren't you angry that you didn't discover this, you know, a long time ago. So you could have started. I was like, no, I know that the timeline was picked before I got here and that I may be a year or two late or something like that. But I think it happened exactly how it was supposed to happen, the way that it was supposed to happen and how it was supposed to happen. And there's nothing to forgive. 
There's nothing to be angry about. There's nothing to be sad about. Um, It's such wasted energy um, that I would rather focus in on my next husband and the clients that I'm going to work with, the people that listen to the podcast that are changed because they know that they're hearing the truth for the first time. Mm. And I think that for me, there's nothing to hide anymore. There's no places to hide. Um, it's just me and the microphone. And I am very thankful for that. Um, this morning I woke up to 15,000 subscribers. Um, and I was That's like, exciting. good job. Yeah, I emailed the podcast producer and I was like, can you make me a graphic? I'd like to announce that. That's, I never, I didn't have any expectations of it. Um, except that I was either going to be really good or fail completely. Cause I don't like the middle. Yeah. And so I was like, either give me nobody or give me everybody. I don't <laughs> want any of this milk, warm, lukewarm <laughs> crap give it all. And it's not 15 million, but you know, every single soul that finds a home within this energy is another reason why I had to get the Babel out of me and the med- the drugs out of me that night. And the most powerful thing was a young lady I'd only had like five listeners at that point or 10 listeners. It was, it was on for like two hours. And, um, by the end of the day, I had 500 on my first day, but, um, she listened to it and listened to all 12. I did 12 at once, um, which they told me not to do, but I got a download to do 12. So I did what I said that was told to do. And she emails me and she said, today was my death day. I had been planning my suicide for months. She had just graduated from college. It's pre-COVID. Or it was right at, right during COVID. And she said, um, I went to go find the music to listen to so I could be calm while I did this. And your podcast came on. It had been on for two hours. And she said, I heard your suicide story. And I had a timed email from my mom and my dad to explain to them that they did everything they could and they were great parents and that I graduated from college for them and that, you know, all this other stuff and attached was the letter that she was never going to send to her mom. And I knew in that moment, if I only ever had five people listening, that it was so worth the five people. Um, that that mom and those parents were never going to get that message. And, and, and she was like, you don't have to respond. You don't have to reply. I just want you to know that you saved my life. And I just responded with you saved your life. You just turned into the right energy and your guides and your angels brought you here. So you wouldn't have to do this to her. This was not a part of your timeline. And then she sends me a picture of her and her mom two days after, which would have been her death day. And her mom was just happy lady had no clue. And I said, I, I think you should tell her, I think you should tell her. I never heard back from the young lady again. Um, but on Instagram, she'll message me every now and then, like just, she'll just send me a little photo of her dog that she has now, or, and I'll try to communicate with her, but she won't. And so I just let it be what it is. 
Um, I'm very sure that on Sunday at midnight, she's the very first person that ever listens. Um, and so we just don't know what these chapters are bringing to the earth. And so I would highly encourage anybody who is sitting in the, um, energy where they are now and they think, yeah, but I'm not you. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't do those things. I don't have a, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't look in the mirror and people think I'm attractive or I don't, I'm not highly intelligent or whatever it is that you're putting on yourself, that this is the podcast. And this is the episode that you have been waiting to tune into. So you could vibrationally align with the highest version of yourself. There are no coincidences and there are no accidents. And because of that, you have to understand that you didn't come here to just survive. You didn't come here to, to be a, somebody's punching bag. You didn't come here to have a low vibrational life. You came here to evolve, to change and to transform yourself into the highest and the best version. And that starts now. And there's no time like right now to step into that energy. You don't need green apples or parking spots, but if you want them, they'll be there for you. I just love that so much. And I couldn't agree more. Um, I find myself with the the changes I want to make or behaviors I want to shift. And I remind myself in the moment, it's so easy to pick the path you've always picked to pick the negative self-talk or the doubt or the sabotage or whatever. It takes a little something to get over your own patterns but it's so worth it. This embodiment, you know, it takes some, some effort at first to really tune in, to really choose and, and re-choose and choose again and get triggered and come back and keep like in the beginning, it feels like a lot of work because it's not what you've done. You've carved a path out real good in one direction. And it's so easy for the wheel to fall into that old groove. And so there is no better time than right now and tomorrow and later, like don't dump that shit on your future self because it's going to be hard then too. You know, it, there's always going to be a reason then as well. You're not going to feel like you have the money or the time or the bravery or whatever, but you have it all now. And that's something I hear is like, this is the best time to choose this now because it is unlimited possibilities. And those unlimited possibilities are always available to us. So why now that you've heard this gold and you've learned this truth, why would you wait another five years or month or whatever, you know? Um, So thank you so much for saying that. I just, it really resonates. It's really good. Well, and also, well, you know, you say five years or whatever that situation is, I have to tell you something. If your angels and your guides and your higher self brought you to Talia and brought you to this podcast and brought you to this place, they're not about to let you go. So you can go the easy way or you can go the hard way, but you're going and it's happening. And I'm sorry, but that's the, that's the, that's where this, this is going. Um, you can turn this podcast off and say, screw these chicks. You know, they're insane. I'm out of here. This is insanity on the highest level. And then what's going to happen is you're going to suppress all of this energy and you're going to get sick or other things will happen to you energetically. It will find you. So you might as well align with it on the terms that you're at now and switch this energy into your magic. 
or it will effectively burn your house down <laughs> and it puts you in a place where you have to crawl out of it and don't put your, don't do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because future you, right. Her, as you say, is, is unwilling to allow you to suffer in that. And so, but that's the great thing about being in earth is that we get to choose and, and we have free will. And I want us to understand that mathematically speaking, the chances of you finding this show are astronomical. They're in, you can't calculate that. And so if you got tuned into this program, it's because they're sick and tired of you bouncing around like an idiot out there. And they want you to tap into that stuff that they have that you came here for. Um, you know, like, like we talk about on my, on my show, there's stardust in your DNA. We can prove that scientifically. So stop pretending like you don't know who the fuck you are, man. And start stepping up and saying, all right, I got a green apple for you. How about a pink banana? All right. I'm going to show you the pink banana. Oh, you showed me the pink banana. But what about the purple orangutan? Oh, well, that orangutan wearing a purple shirt. No, no, no. Let me go another one. And so as many times as you want to do it in as many ways as you want to do it, the universe loves a challenge. The guides, you know, angels are separate from guides and the guides will be like, oh, that's it. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and so it's hilarious to me. And we do this with the, with the, the, my students and coaching clients or whatever. And they'll be like, Oh, I, you know, I asked for a dolphin. I'm like, girl, dolphins are everywhere. You need to be like a golf, a dolphin wearing a crown with a pink scarf, like be so specific that you cannot be like, now you're like, all right, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I surrender. And whatever your surrender moment is, is when everything changes. Mm, I so agree. I have people that'll say, I shouldn't pick this sign because it's too abstract. I should pick the butterfly. I should pick, I'm like, no, 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 that, that is perfect. The more abstract, the better. I had a client once who her sign, I think I might've shared this on the show, but just when I, when I say about picking a sign, I had a client whose sign was a UPS truck. <laughs> She's like, I know it sounds like the least spiritual thing ever, but those things appear everywhere. You know, I'll be asking for this. But when she thought of that, She's like, I couldn't pick that because she really thought it had to be like an owl or a triangle, something that's supposed to be some spiritual meaning, a UPS truck. Like, that's not spiritual. I'm like, no, no, that's a good one. Pick it. That's what came to your you know, space. And now she always writes me like this UPS truck did this and this. It's just so funny. But yeah, pick pick something really specific. I love that you said that, like a dolphin, a tiara, and a scarf and like go for it. Um Something that I wanted to ask you is on your show, you talk about manifesting manifestors. And I always love hearing you jam out about this. So can you kind of like share with us what is a manifesting manifestor? And is there a non-manifest manifesting manifestor? <laughs> you know, it was when I decided to um, start speaking about manifestation as opposed to being a business speaker. Um, somebody said, well, what, what do you, who do you think that your ideal audience is? And uh, just came out well they're a manifesting manifester and I think she didn't know enough about it so she just nodded her head and said Mm -hmm. okay and write that down and so for me that is like 
my call to action is, is like, are you a manifesting energy? And if you are, then you are a manifesting manifester and you can embody this energy and you are, if you turn it on mm-hmm. and I'm actually getting hats made right now that says manifesting manifester on it for everybody who likes to, cause I get a lot of questions about the manifesting manifester. And I said, you know, I did go to the, uh, like the, um, trademark office. Cause it's in the United States, it's up until 1972 or 74. If it hasn't been trademarked, then you can trademark it. But if it, so that term hasn't been trademarked. So I have thought about trademarking it because it was just something I downloaded and it's like, um, you know, Lady Gaga has the little monsters, right? Mm-hmm. To me, I think, we're all manifesting manifestors, meaning it's the adjective of manifestation. Mm-hmm. And, and if it became a noun, that would be the noun. So for me, it just sounded perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on auto spell, when I try to do it, it tries to correct it. And I'm like, no, I'm creating a new word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You know, it's funny. Cause for me, when I hear that, it makes me want to turn on my manifesting. Like it almost to me makes me go like, we're all manifestors. So why the fuck not be a manifesting manifester? Because a lot of people don't realize. So of course we're always manifesting, but people don't think they are, they're not, you know, using their power in the way that they want. They haven't discovered that yet. So it makes me just think about like using my power for good, using my power to generate movement and move the needle in my life and like be it or because the opposite to me is like a stagnant manifester and what the fuck fun is that it's like you're sitting on a pile of gold and not using it right so that it always makes me feel like yes I want to be a manifesting manifester not just a like what's going on type manifester I love it I love it I'm going to think of it that way now and I'm going to say that that way now because it's it's true and and for me um it's it's so it's such a waste to not tap into it and to not be about it because you're never, you're not going to get this chance back. And depending on your life path number, how many times you got to come here and figure this out. Mm. And so I, I, I almost challenge you to prove me wrong. I almost challenge you to put it out there, what it is that you want to manifest. And then I hear, well, you know, I, I wanted this much money and I didn't get it. The reason you didn't get it is because you didn't believe you were going to get it. Mm-hmm. You put it out there because you were mad at it, not because you loved it. You're mad at money. You have to love money. I love spending money. I love giving money away. Um, mm-hmm. Anytime I can do it, I do it. I carry cash around and I just look for homeless people. I'm like, hey man, can I buy you lunch? Hey mm-hmm. man, can I do this? You know, go to yeah. I go to grocery stores. I put money in diapers. I put money in uh, anywhere I can. Um, I always buy the car behind me at the pizza put the Starbucks, wherever I'm going. Um, and, and so I'm like your relationship. And I used to be so frugal and so worried about money. It was really hard for me to get money. And when I understood it, I was like, Oh, okay. I got it all wrong. Um, I think people just don't understand how powerful it is to make it rain anything you want, make it rain men, make it rain money, make it rain opportunities. 
But if you don't believe that you're worthy of it, if you believe you have to earn it, if you have to believe you have to work hard, then that's your parameters. That's your, mm-hmm. that's your um, ability. And you almost have to be in a childlike state in an imaginary state um, to be a really good manifester because it, life will just get to you and you'll say, well, that ain't true. Like, mm-hmm. well, are you telling me that I manifested cancer? Yeah, I did. And I'm going to say it again. And, you know, one of the people that I worked with was a woman who, um, her son committed suicide and, you know, how did I manifest that? And I told her, I'm like, well, let's examine it. What has happened since then? Did, did he always act like he didn't have a lot of time? Did he spend way too much time with you? Or was he a normal teenager? She's like, no, he spent a lot of time with me. All right. So he knew coming to the earth that you were only going to be his earth mom for 12 years, 13 years. And, and she was like, but how, how? And I said, because the plan is much bigger than you and I and him and you. The plan was for you to see that you could overcome something that you used to think was impossible and that you would enact things or become a, a leader of or work for and help other parents to forgive themselves for not being a perfect parent. And there is no perfect. And so the energy of this loss isn't necessarily a loss. It's that you needed to experience this with him. You guys agreed to this before you came here in order for this purpose that he had in his education of the earth for 13 years was to impact everybody around him and you. And if you'll forgive it, he's going to direct traffic and the universe is going to go along with it to bring you possibly a man with a young child that you can be the most wonderful mom to, or a wonderful husband for the first time because there, there, the husband wasn't good person and blah, blah, blah. And it was not ever about you being a bad mom. It was about you not believing that life would go on after. And now that you get through this energy and you see all the beauty that's on the other side, you'll appreciate that you got 13 years. Mm. And it's not the way that somebody dies that matters. It's the way that they were loved that matters. And I loved all six of my pregnancies. Um, I never got to meet any of them, but I loved each and every one of them. And I had a name for each and every one of them. And I'm so blessed to have even been thought of as chosen to be those vessels for them. It didn't, wasn't in the plan for me, um, but it wasn't her plan. Even if it was for 13 years, you know, she got 13 and I said, you know, it's all perspective, but there is no loss because he's not gone. Start talking to him, ask him to send you signs, something that mattered to you too, something that was really important. And it was this uh, little police car. And the next day it was going off all the time in the room Mm -hmm. and it never had gone off since he had passed. Mm -hmm. And 
she called and hysterical and um she's now remarried and the guy ended up having a young girl daughter like i thought mm-hmm. and um it ended up being her best life considering that she was able to go through something that most people couldn't ever imagine experiencing and she says that every time a cop car puts his lights around around her for no reason that she knows it's him or you know she'll she'll be walking past and somebody will have that same she doesn't live in the same state she used to but they'll have like something pd from where she was in albuquerque and she's like there's no way that they would be here now with that and so it's a little sign from him and she feels a lot more connected to it and and she's living a wonderful life so no matter what it is that's happened so far the story isn't even yet begun and there's so much more to experience in this life than just the suffering that you've had and that's the best part about manifestation is that you see things through this really incredible lens where you don't stop in the sorrow and in the suffering but you understand it as a part of your timeline and the faster that you get through yourself, your selfishness and your sorrow and your self pity and all that kind of stuff. On the other side is this incredible adventure waiting for you. Mm. And I couldn't, um, I couldn't think of a better way to spend the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what you would sort of, what your take is on, you know, how like the whole like new level, new devil type thing, right? As we grow those blocks, they never go away. And that's something I think too is misunderstood with manifestation and success. It's like, once you get confident, now you're just confident. And, and I noticed that as I up level, like I moved into this gorgeous house and the first week here, I was kind of a mess because everything was coming up. Like, can you maintain it? Is it going to be taken away from you? What if this crashes? What if my husband's work what if all this stuff that I, I wasn't even acutely dealing with before, but it like resurfaced, there we are. So what's with that in your opinion, how those, that resistance comes in and like big moves is like also big ego as well screams at you. What's that about? (laughs) You know, so I always tell my clients, let's play worst case scenario and get it out of the way. Mm. Okay. So what's good? Good. I got the house. It's beautiful. It's incredible. I'm a mom of three. I have a wonderful, loving marriage and husband, and I'm honored to be the vessel for this energy. Okay. Awesome. That's good. What's great. I manifested this baller ass dream house. Um, I live on an Island man in the middle of beautiful Canada. I'm beautiful. I have beautiful, healthy children. Now what's the worst case scenario? Um, everything falls apart. Everybody, my husband cheats on me. He finds somebody else. All my kids, my kids hate me. Um, manifestation, nothing works out. All the money is gone. Everything's worse. I gain all this weight. I age overnight. I'm covered in cysts. Like how bad do we want it to get? Let's go all the way in. What's the worst case scenario. All right. So all that has happened and yet you're still here. Now what? Hmm. Well, so what could be the one thing you learned from that? That I survived it. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Now what? That my kids are still my kids. Okay. Now what? That if I tell these boils to go away, they'll go away. Okay. So now you realize you're self-healing. Now what? And we go through each now what and say, that's interesting. Now that I've explored it, I don't need to be worried about it. I don't need to dive into it. I don't need to be about it. And so when you get to the worst, what if, and you overcome it emotionally, mentally, vibrationally, then you can kind of clear the way for the best of it. Well, the best of it is happening. And if the best of it is happening and this other stuff isn't going to happen and I refuse to align with it, then it's bound and going to be there for me. So Mm -hmm. I know I'm in a loving marriage. I know I have three beautiful children. Um, I know that I bring life to the earth. I know that I help people through my podcast. I know that I am living my dream life here in this beautiful, uh, in Canada and I'm surrounded by everything that's wonderful. So what is my next move? Mm. And if the next move intimidates you just a little, that's perfect. If it intimidates you a little bit more, that's even better. If you're scared shitless, perfect. That's exactly (laughs) where you need to be. And when you're in that is when you gain the most faith. Mm. Because God has this beautiful sense of humor. And I've been witness to it over and over and over again in my life. And the more that I get frustrated at it, the more that I find frustrating things to find. And the more that I find the humor in it, like, this is unbelievable. This is true. Like, just when I thought I had heard it all, um, you throw me this one. <laughs> I, I, I find that in that energy of perhaps maybe, um, that I can't get stuck in the stuck because I've already had it like mentally, verbally faced it head on. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in a place where I'm never going to quit my job, um, I need security. I've got kids. Um, I, I don't have enough money for going after my dream vacation or my dream house or my dream car. You're right. You don't because you don't agree that you're worthy of it. And so the second that you love yourself enough to believe that you're worthy of everything that's telling you that you're worthy of it is that inner knowing, then you'll start seeing it in little bitty droplets. So I'll find $5 and then you'll find $10. Then you'll find another five. You'll All of a sudden you think you're the $5 queen. Well, it takes just as much energy to manifest $5 as it takes 500, 5,000. Um, in one day I manifested $14,000 and I actually needed 13,500. And I, I literally was like, how is this going to happen? Oh, well, let's just see. I don't know. Uh, it's either going to be the worst situation or the best situation. And I had like a plan B, like borrow the money from my family, but I didn't want that. And so I said, surprise me. And then 5,000 and then 5,000 and then the 3,000 and then the thousand. And I was just like, y'all are hilarious. You just like to see how far you can push me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I, and I changed the vibration completely with money. I said, Oh, I spend it easily. I give it easily. It loves me and I love it. And, um, it's fun. It's fun now. It's a much, it's a much better vibration. So I'd say if you're stuck or you believe that you're stuck, you're going to stay stuck, try a different gear. The car's got a lot of different gears, you know? Um, so let's try reverse. Let's try first, second, third, fourth off-road, whatever you want. Just try a different gear and see what happens and try it for 30 days. Wake up every day for 30 days. And the first minute of the day say, this is going to be the very best day of this is the year 2021. So this is going to be the very best day of 2021 I've had. And then the next day, no, this is going to be the best day. of, 20, And then the next one and the next one, if you have not had 30 amazing days then I'll give you the money back you listen to the podcast for. But I promise you, I promise you, everything will start changing for you because the energy loves to show off. It loves to encourage us. It loves to wrap our arms around us. It's us that has the fear. It's us that has the doubt. It's us that has that lack because we're coming from a place of an unhealed version of ourselves. And when we get to the place of alignment where we really feel it, we can have trepidation. We can have fear. We can be like, Oh my God, I don't know why I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Or I don't know how this is going to work out, but I just have faith that it will, that you'll find that the universe will just send you all kinds of really hilarious and interesting ways that the things will work out. And I think that God is the biggest comedian in the world um, because we are so scared of things that are so simple for them, for him and him being like, you know, them, they, their, him, her, you know, whatever pronoun is appropriate, but um, we're just accustomed to saying him. I mean, I know God could be a woman, a man, a mother earth, father moon, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I know the moon is, feminine, the sun is masculine, but you know, I just, I encourage you to think of the possibilities that are endless here and the limitations of where you are now, where, where do you want, which, which team do you want to be on? Do you want to be on the team where somebody who's super wealthy is directing traffic? Or do you want to be on the team that they want to make you super wealthy so you don't ever have to be in traffic? And I would say, thank you for this challenge. Thank you for this blockage because now I don't have to worry about this anymore. Now it's gone from my energy. It's gone from my mentality. It's gone from my thought process. And I don't really align with this anymore. So am I a little bit scared? Yeah, I am but I'm also more scared of not going here and not being aligned with this energy. So that would be my biggest thing to tell people is if you're stuck, you're choosing it. So choose something else. I like that worst case scenario thing. And I've done that before without really even realizing um, the first time I ever did an in-person workshop, my coach was encouraging me and I was so scared. And I remember going like, what if no one shows up and she's working me through it and all that. And then 
ironically, I was, I think I was reading a Gabby Bernstein book or listening to an audio. And she said she wanted to start doing um, workshops in A Course in Miracles. I think it was in Spirit Junkie in the very beginning of her journey. And she started doing these workshops. And the first workshop she did, no one signed up. And I heard that and it it just went through my soul or through my body. And I phoned my coach. I was like, if no one shows up, I'm going to be on track to be Gabby Bernstein. (laughs) She's like, there you go. I'm like, that was my worst case scenario. What if nobody comes? And then I realized, let's play that out. Like you just said, nobody comes. Oh, well, I showed up. I'm still someone who is putting on workshops instead of someone who's wishing they were putting on workshops. And it's okay. Gabby Bernstein did it too. And like, that really helped me in that moment. And it's a little bit of what you're saying there is like, let's play that out. Yeah. What is it? What's the worst case? You know, like, yeah. And, you know, for me, I just think I've tried it every other way. This way is so much easier, so much faster, so much better. I'm just going to stay on this team winning. I like team winning a lot better. And sometimes, you know, I, I don't get to choose all the players and how this works out. But for the most part, I'm just going to agree that somehow, some way, it's going to work out. Yeah. We got this. <laughs> I love that. that actually brings me to a really good point to ask about having fun, having the fun and ease in manifestation. Cause I think even a lot of people that are really deep in this stuff, it's driven by hustle. It's driven by, I got to write this out this many times, or I got to do this many things. And what about the fun and ease? And that's something I'm really exploring to the next level. This, this month actually is my ease month where my son's sleeping. I'm laying out in the lawn in the sun, my, you know, I'm really choosing to have fun, only fun interviews, only fun offers, only fun, anything in my life. And already it's been amazing. So I just love to hear about having fun with it and and how powerful that is. That's the only way I roll. Um, If I don't want to, if it's not fun to eat, I'm not going to eat it because I know I'm not going to enjoy it. If it's not fun to do, I'm not going to do it. Um, If I wake up at 11 o'clock and want to masturbate for two hours, well, then that's what I'm going to do because that sounds fun to me that day. So in that energy, it's about the creation of something comes from a place of pure delight. If you think I have to hustle really hard in order to get this new car, this new job, then you're right. You're always right. So if you think if I just play with this, if I just manifest this, it's going to work out. You're right. So Think about what is the, you know, the, what I always do is when I want something new or I feel an alignment towards something new, I say, what is the, the most fun way that this could happen? What is the, what is the most fun that this could happen? Like if I want to lose weight, wouldn't it be great to just not crave these terrible foods? Wouldn't that be awesome? Instead of like wanting to go to the ice cream store or go get potato chips you know, that would be so fun to wake up and not have those cravings anymore. Okay. Higher self angels guides, show me the most fun way to make this happen. And in that most fun is where they get even more creative. So if you don't think what's the fun of this, then you're probably not going to manifest it in the way that's the most fun. You're going to manifest it in the way that is the what you're used to, the hard, the suffering, the hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, you know, for 20 years, I worked 
80 hours, 60 hours a week, like a, oh my gosh, a crazy person. Um, for two, for two years, the first two years that I started manifesting, um, I'm in year five now. I tried to do my tax return and tried to, I had just this person paying me at it. Like who knows how this happened? I still go back and I'm like, how did I get that contract? It was like a PR contract that I had to write one press release a quarter and they were paying me $10,000 a month. And so I was, I worked four hours that year for $120,000. And I don't know how that happened, but it was when I, when that happened, I realized I was like, that's the most fun way I've ever made $120,000 in my life. Uh, Let's get more of that. And I even worked even less. It was like, okay, now you're just going to travel. So I got all these opportunities to go speak all over I'm going to go to California. I'm going to go to San Francisco. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to Colorado and you're going to pay me. And I get to go first class and I'm going to be in a room full of people or an arena or whatever it was auditorium. I didn't care. You want to pay me to speak to two people. Sounds good to me. Um, I'm going to take the ego all out of it. And, um, and, and just say, this will be really fun. It'll be really fun to see how this works out. And so I, I agree with you at 100%. If you can't tap into the joy of it, you won't be able to manifest it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, if you, like you said, if you start manifesting and hustle, it's always just going to take more and more hustle. Cause that's this self-fulfilling prophecy. It's, it reinforces your belief. So like, why not at least incrementally start working towards more ease because don't you want to continue manifesting in ease? It's like, we kind of hustle so that it can be easy. That's yeah. sort of the logic, but it, no, we need to be easy so that it can be easy. We need to yeah. be that now. Right. Oh, that's so good. Um, okay. So before we wrap up, I would love to know what your juiciest hacks are, what you really like to practice personally. If there's something that you're wanting to manifest or shift, um, I'm hearing you, it seems like a lot of it is fun. Is there anything else that you either do or think of or anything that's really helped you when you're serious, when it's like, okay, (laughs) this has got to happen now. Um, yeah. What are your practices? Uh, first I 100% believe I'm worthy. And if I, if I feel like this sounds like too big, I understand that I have lack there. Um, second, I highly, highly, highly suggest that you have a very strong meditation practice, um, slowing that energy down so you can receive the downloads that you need is essential. And third, it would be Man, visualizing on a level that Disney manifested, that Steve Jobs manifested, that Oprah manifested. You can hear, like, if you want a beach house, you can hear the seagulls. Yeah, oh, you know, you can feel the reeds of the grass as you walk through and you get onto the sand and the sand moves and you can feel your body moving in the vibration of the earth. And you can feel that every single thing on the earth knows you're stepping on the grass, on the sand for the first time and in this location. And then you walk a little bit further and you start to see the visitors and you start to understand that this house that you're, that's behind you is yours. That's the house you're walking out of. And, and you go so deep into the energy 
that when you wake up, you're shocked that you're not there. Mm -hmm. And until you can really get to that vibrational point, like let's say for you, a workshop where people fly from all over the world to come to your workshop, you want to see somebody going onto their, the wet, their, the internet, going onto their computer, their phone, their laptop, buying a ticket to get to your Island. You want to see them putting it in their calendar. You want to almost have them have that date. They want to tattoo it on their arm. They are so, they're so committed to this mm-hmm. and you put it out there. If you tattoo this on your arm, you can come for free. All right. Like you start coming up with all these visualizations in a way that is only cosmic. That's only God. That's only divine source energy so intensely that you're almost pissed off that you're in this timeline. Still, Mm. you're like, fucking a man. Like I'm still here. What the fuck? I want to be on the beach or I want to be in the mountains or I want to be at your workshop. And so you have to be, I think that's very essential because that energy is how you get there. It's not the acts. It's not the knowing. It's not the people. It's not the connections. It's the vibration in which this energy flows in and out of you that allows you to just manifest. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's absolute, it's just so beautiful because all those things of like releasing and letting go and it kind of encapsulates all of it. It's like really just believing in it and knowing and being so certain, like you said, where you open your eyes and you're shocked, you're not there. That is, that is truly that next level embodiment. It's not just thinking it in your mind, like that'd be nice. And then going on with your day, it's like feeling it, which we know, right? The feelings are the juice, the, the vibration intensifies when we are there and we know. And also for me, when I can get there and I see it and I'm in the senses and I'm hearing and I'm smelling and I'm in it, I know it's mine. It like brings the picture to life. It's not just like an empty, I wish it, the colors are there. I can like smell the flowers and the beach, like you said, and whatever else it makes it even more solid in my mind that it's, or in my body that it's mine because I've seen it and I know I'm working my way toward it. And I know that it's happening right now. I love how you say that. Cause that does bring me so much to the energy instead of just writing out, like, it's going to be this many square feet and it's going to like, you gotta feel it. And I would say, don't, don't be that specific either this many square feet or this many mm-hmm. attendees or whatever, just say whatever's for my highest and best good. Mm-hmm. I want to have this kind of experience. I want to walk out on my own event with my, with my own fruition and have all these manifesting manifestors in alignment with my juju, with my energy. And they know that they came here to be in my vortex and to be in my life because they understand what this energy is about. And I'm honored, truly, truly honored to be the person that brings this to them. And, and then just let it, whatever it is be, Mm -hmm. you know, don't get so specific on like a two, you know, 1800 square foot house or 18,000 square foot house or a million dollars. What, what if the universe wanted to bring you 5 million? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so just think it would make me really happy every day. If this was my life and spend that first minute of the day in gratitude, man, because you're coming out of that astro planing state. And so you have the highest ability to connect with that vibration of download. So 
if you live with an alarm, put the alarm in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and just know that it's going to go off in 60 seconds, right? Because that's how most alarms go off every minute. Um, So, okay, great. Awesome. For the next 60 seconds, I live on the mountaintop in in Ireland, in a castle or something similar. Um, I get to fish all day. Um, I get to do this. It's cold. I love the cold. Um, I have this big hunk of man, or if it's a man, you know, I have this Scottish woman and she's got flowy red hair, you know, whatever it is, but don't limit it to, I'm going to live in this city in Dublin. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Just say, this is what it seems like. Mm-hmm. And, and this be- was something better, right? This or something-, something better. That's yeah. what I always say. This or something better. This or something better. And yeah. move into that vibrational state of alignment and allow the universe to say, let me show you better. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much again. Absolutely. Where is the best place for people to reach you if they, well, they're going to want to connect just that's the truth. So where can they head over and reach you right now? (laughs) I am on only one place. And I know that that sounds very limiting, but I'm only on Instagram. So Michelle J Lamont, or you can go to michellejlamont.com, but everything is Michelle J Lamont, Michelle J Lamont. If you Google Michelle J Lamont, all this stuff will come up. But if you go to Instagram and you look at Michelle J Lamont, you'll see the blue circle with me in a hat and you found me. And if you message me, I promise you I'll message back. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to connect again and see where this goes. (laughs) Me too. This is just the start. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I really hope you loved it. Before I go, I want to acknowledge you for taking time out of your day to fuel your spiritual connection and manifest your future. I know you're busy and just listening to this raises your vibe, resets your belief and creates a positive ripple effect into your life and you are doing such a good job. I am honored that you invited me into your life and into your ears. It's a beautiful thing and I truly appreciate it. Remember, you are a powerful creator who is creating the most beautiful life as we speak. So today, I cheers to you.